Welcome everybody to the GBO podcast where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce, man. Summer. Summer pod. How you doing? You know, I've forgotten how to podcast a little bit. We it, it was a chore set this up. I mean, how many months has it been? Has it been at least April? Did we do we, we did one on April? Age. Yeah, because so probably three months. The, the women went into April, and so we, we we did them into April. So maybe two and a half months. Yeah, eh, maybe not two months. Because you know we had I think the last pod we had three commitments in one day. That was yeah. That was yeah. It's only been about a month and a half. Well, what's happened in the world of basketball, Sumter? Um, well, we had the NBA draft. And usually, would you say that Carolina fans don't give two craps about the NBA draft? Usually. Usually, yeah. It's, but this year, it was a different year. That's correct. We were, I mean, I don't know if you do this normally, because you're a little bit more of an NBA fan than me, but I was looking at NBA mock drafts every other week. Yeah. No, no, no. So, the, the draft is fun. Sometimes, like, the draft in a way... Like in the build up to the draft with the potential trades that are going to happen is sometimes as much fun as like the NBA playoffs are. Uh, and I mean, I'm a, I'm a Hornets fan. And so having the second pick as well, I was much more plugged into the draft than I normally would have been. But um, but also with Gigi being being in the draft, it was fun. I mean, when, when you say, I guess, when he left, got out of school or high school early. Yeah. Graduated a year early, reclassified. The big story about Gigi was what? That that he was supposed to be a top 10 pick. And he wanted to get to the NBA a year earlier because? Of money. And that money only pretty much affected people that were in the first round. Right. Of guaranteed yeah, yeah, yeah. money. Yeah. Well, it depends. It, so, so it depends on, I haven't seen what contract he signed with Memphis yet. But from the last I heard, it was going to be a two-way. Uh, do you know what a two-way contract is? Is that where you go back and forth between the G League affiliate and the team, depending on the needs of the team? Right, and it's something that they added. Because P.J. Dozier was a two-way contract right. guy in Lawson. It's, it's something that they added to the NBA and one of the, not the, mo, the, the collective bargaining agreement just happened. But in either the last collective bargaining agreement or the one before, and basically what this allows them to, it's almost like a small minor league to where they got the guy on a contract. If you've got an injury, you can bring in your two-way player and put them on the bench from the G League. Doesn't hurt with, your salaries. With that, and the, salary, the, the salary stays the same. The salary stays the same, and you don't have to give them like a 10-day contract and then go back. and the, Less paperwork. Right, and the players love this because the two-way contract is better and so uh, than just a G League contract. And so the... Instead of the G League guy waiting for an injury so he can get a ten day contract, he's he, he's got the two way he's got the same two way contract all year, and they range right now they range between I believe the minimum is like eighty thousand, not bad. I mean in NBA terms that's terrible, not bad for the common middle class. Not bad. No, I would I would take eighty thousand, um, and. Um, the, but but the high the the, the maximum two way contracts it, it can be as high I think as four hundred and forty right now. So we're talking almost NFL league minimum there. Right, right. And so I would say that if Gigi's on a two way, he's going to be making one to three hundred thousand dollars next year. He won't be living you know paycheck to paycheck. No, 
He'll have some money to go around. He will. And, and, and he will probably be playing in the G League. But thank you for the background on all the NBA stuff. I did not know that. Yeah. But let's get to it, how it affects Carolina basketball. Well, so first of all, and I want to go ahead and just get out in front of this. The draft has no effect on Carolina basketball. Like, like, an, and we, I think uh, some coaches can use it against us. Sure, sure. There's an aspect yeah, there. Yes. However, however, um, where G, like, like, it's done. You, you know, like, like, we can't, and we're going to talk about what happened and, um, and opinions on what potentially should have happened. But this is done. You know, we can, we can talk about what this team could be with Gigi Jackson still on it. Just like we can talk about what the 97 team with Kevin Garnett and Jermaine O'Neal. What could have been. What could have been as well. And, um, and, but ultimately, decisions made, It there's nothing we can do about it. However, we can be better prepared for the future, which I think is, I think is the important take here. Um, you know, if Gigi could have returned to the University of South Carolina. And hindsight 2020 he should would have, have should have come back and it would have been an interesting year well so i'll tell you i don't know what guys are making in nl in nil money and i don't know what numbers are getting thrown around i can tell you from a few sources it's sources season anyway yeah. i was told Gigi are these was, your sources or other people's sources? other people's sources of yeah. sources <laughs> these are hearsay sources hearsay the sources Gigi did very well and making a lot more money than he'll be making in the G League or on a two-way did, contract. Did, so, so are you saying that Gigi made at least a hundred thousand dollars in his freshman year at Carolina? He made a lot more than that. How define a lot more? He, I think, he was in around the seven hundred thousand range. Okay, so he was not making a million dollars. That's all hearsay. Okay, he wasn't making a million. No. Okay, but it is. He's not making Florida quarterback money. Right. <laughs> it is totally within the realm of. Like, it's totally believable to me that a guy like Gigi, if he came back to the basketball team for his sophomore year, would have easily been able to make in NIL money what he's going to make on a two-way contract. He would have been taken care of. Yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. And see, here's the biggest difference, is that is that Gigi um, is a, has the lottery pick pedigree. Yes. I mean, he was considered at one point in time in this incoming, in next year's NBA draft class, in the 2024 NBA draft class, which would have been the first, before he reclassified, which would have been the first time that he was eligible to re, to, right. to be drafted. He was considered to be one of the top three picks in that class. Before the season. That's less than a year ago. So he reclassified, and then I think that took him into the lottery pick range. I think the, most of the mocks we saw him early on, 13 to 17 was a sweet yeah, so, spot. So like late lottery, 13 to 17. And then he started to fall a little bit. And, um, but let's talk about the, the fall that that was. So would you say, I think we talked about this on previous pods. Where did you see his season overall? If you had to grade it from a to an F with his expectations coming in, what did you grade his season at? I can start. I had him at around. He had a B minus. I was going to say about I was going to say like what, C plus. He had around 15, almost a little under 16, I think around 7 um rebounds, seven, 16 points. And I think 
expectations in our mind wanted around, you know, 18 and 9, so, 18 and 10. So here's the question. Here, here's the question th- that I have for this. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, how are we, are we grading it based on what we thought he was supposed to Off do? Off thought expectations. Okay. So, so like, for example, if I asked you to grade Jacoby Wright's season, what would you give him? B plus. Okay. All right. Gigi Jackson was a better basketball player than Jacoby Wright was last season. More talent. Okay. Right. Right. But but so it's it's hard to so so we're gonna grade him like the scale. It's not apples to apples. You mean apples aren't or apples to apples? That might have been right. I think you might. Okay. Look at you. Look at you. When in Rome. No. I messed up again. All right. So, uh, but anyway, so he did. If if you put his, let's say, if you had him on a one to five scale, where five would have been exceeding expectations. Four would have been meeting expectations. Three would have been three, two, and one would have been not exceeding expectations. He would have been somewhere between a two or a three. For I, me. I, I think he was maybe a little, little, little around a three, maybe a little bit above a three, a three point five, yeah, something like that. Because I think my expectations going into the year, he was going to make us competitive in every game. And didn't say when. Yeah, competitive, and you saw it, like the high, you know, the parts of the year, the Alabama game. That you know we lost and that was sad, but that... he, one one thing that I think was true is that he really never dominated a full game. No, he dominated a few halves. He dominated some halves. So the Alabama game is the perfect example. For the first half of the Alabama game, he played hard. Uh, uh, and he and he he looked amazing. And uh, if you would watch, if you would, if you were an NBA scout that had never heard of Gigi Jackson and Brandon Miller before. And your boss had sent you to that game. In the first half, you, you would have been like, "Oh, this Gigi Jackson guy's amazing." And the scouts sat near us. Yeah, uh, you could. There were about twenty scouts at that game just for yeah. those two players. M- Mitch Kupchak, the GM of the Charlotte Hornets, was at that game. Um, but um, who ended up drafting Brandon Miller? It's the best. It's the best game of Brandon Miller's season. Um, but anyway, he dominated the first half, and he kind of. I don't want to say he disappeared in the second half, but he was not, not. He was a non-factor. Right, in the second half. And there were some other times where he would have a, some halves. The one that jumps out to me off the cuff here, uh, we win the Georgetown game because of Gigi Jackson's second half. He took over. I think he had zero points at half. And he had 20-something in the game. And he just took over. And, um, and um, yeah. Like, like, but there, the Alabama game is the closest thing that we have to him dominating a game, and he really was a non-factor in the second half. My expectations for him, you know, as I mentioned, being competitive, but it was just all this. Maybe, and maybe this was us. There was so much hype for him, and we're not being negative towards the guy. I'm glad he came here. I'm glad he played at Carolina. I just wish it would have went a little bit better. Yeah. 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 And, and like it, it is what it is. Like, like, like I said, when we started talking about this, this can't be changed. But when he went to the end of the season, he still was late first. Yeah. And then the feedback I heard or saw written in articles was his pre-draft workouts for teams did not go well. Yeah. And I mean, like, like even the Chicago bull one, I think he had bronchitis was mentioned in his Bulls workout. And a lot of what I heard was also 
the immaturity stuff was was also tagged with this, which is it's possible that a lot of these teams, once they really got into doing their draft research, uh, started like looking at some of this character stuff and noticing, man, he kind of quit on his coach a little bit and his teammates. The Instagram live or the Facebook live yeah. stuff was just a bad look. And the and, and what coming back for a second season can do is it can put that all in the past. Is if he had come back for a second season, I fully believe he would have been a first round draft pick in the twenty twenty four season. He'd have a better roster around him. He'd have a better roster around him, and those and, and those halves that he dominated as what a seventeen year old, eighteen. He'd been a lot more mature and probably could handle it a lot better. He he'd have started domin- He'd have started stretching them out over full games, and he and he'd have been a lottery pick. And and so he and here's the difference, is that if he had been a lottery pick, that would have guaranteed him, like. It, Depending on the level, couple it, million dollars to 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 potentially ten or twelve million dollars up there. I, I want to say that uh, that Brandon Miller's contract with the Hornets is like the first season is ten million dollars for being the second pick. Like it's the rookie scale is high for for those top picks, and uh, and it's and that's guaranteed for like for like three seasons. And so you're talking guaranteed. He could be bad and be a bust or get arrested for extracurricular activities. Well, if he gets arrested, that might change it. Okay. That might change but the But if he's just a dud, right. he's getting a good paycheck that he'll never have to work again. James Booknight from UConn a couple years ago looks like he's not going to be an NBA player for the Charlotte Hornets. He's going to make 7 to $12, maybe $15 million. Riding the bench. Riding the bench and being a bust. And... Um, and Gigi, in his first couple of seasons, is going to make a few hundred thousand. Now, can he parlay that into... Oh, he can be a great pickup and kill it. Yeah. Because he got drafted on potential. Right. All players are drafted on potential. Yeah. I mean, the, the, there, are, there are more sure bets. The Grizzlies took him, in spite of all the, the negatives, on potential. The reason he got drafted is that he has that lottery pedigree. But going to this, this is kind of turning into a little bit of a pattern at South Carolina. Yeah, and this is and, and this is the biggest problem that I have with this, is that, like, since the Final Four, we have had three guys on this team that have had potentially that, that have been NBA caliber players, at least good enough to be on a two way contract. I mean, Thornwell was the hey, best player. You cut me off. I cut you I, off. The three guys that left early. Okay, so so Thornwell and Chris Silva both uh, had signed NBA contracts, played at, their full careers, and 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 played a year or two. I don't I don't know what their status is these days, but um, but PJ Dozier, AJ Lawson. And now Gigi Jackson all left early for the NBA, right? And here's where they got picked, leaving early. You ready for it? Not drafted, not drafted, 45th. Was it 45th? Is that exactly where? I think Gigi went 45th. Yeah, I think, well, Thornwell got drafted like 47. No, he was 57. 57, okay. Yeah, but but I'm not counting Thornwell in this. I'm counting PJ, Lawson, and Gigi. The guys that left early, okay. like like, there's nothing more that Thornwell could have done at Carolina. He left to, it all out there to improve his his draft stock. There's nothing more that Chris Silva could have done at Carolina or somewhere else Dominant. to improve to yep. Im- improve his draft stock. There was things that PJ Dozier, AJ Lawson, 
and Gigi Jackson could have done at Carolina to improve their draft stock. And the reason I know that is that uh, Gigi absolutely should have gone higher. And P.J. Dozier and A.J. Lawson weren't drafted. And with Dozier, you saw where he was coming from. He saw he took over a few weeks in those games in the NCAA tournament. He was dominant. He was on the stage, the big stage. You see why he left, but he could have came back and we wouldn't have been short a point guard that next season, and that was almost the difference between making the tournament again. Do you know not. what he? Do you know what he would have been able to do that entire season that he came back? Dominate, not just dominate. You know what he could have done that entire season? What's that? Worked on a three point shot. Worked on an in game three point shot. He was tough with, outside of with minutes fourteen that, feet. Yeah, and that's why he didn't get drafted because the NBA game is all about being able to make threes. Right. Like if you are not a dominant, dominant player, like. You have to be able to hit a three-point shot. If you can't dominate on the level of like John Morant or Russell Westbrook when in his prime, you have to be able to hit a three-point shot. If you are, if you're a a wing or a guard, and so, um, and so GG like excuse me PJ could have worked on his jumper, and he it could have only improved his draft stock. I mean, I get that he left, but at the same time, he didn't get drafted, so it was. You know, was it the right decision? Was it the wrong decision? He's at least, he's made $6.4 million in the NBA. That's pretty good, even with a few injuries. And so, if you had told him when he left that he was going to make $6.4 million in the NBA, and he's still going, he's he's on the Kings under contract, I believe. Yeah. And so, um, you know, he might have taken that. That's $6.4 you know, $6. million. But how he got there wouldn't have been the... Well, if, if Gigi Jackson makes money, it's going to be the P.J. Dozier route. You, you know, like, because he's, P.J. Start, started on a two-way. And then A.J. Lawson has only been on a two-way. Correct. Um, except that that's been two seasons. It is possible. I think he's on the Mavericks. Um, and he's... G League team for the Mavericks, yeah. And it's possible that he will get a contract this season for the Mavericks. That's the, the, There's some rumblings that that's going to happen. It's nice to be a six-six point guard. Yeah, it's the perfect size for a point guard. I don't know. You could be taller. Magic Johnson was what six-nine. Magic Johnsons don't grow on trees. I mean, you said perfect. They grow in clubs. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So, um, but anyway, back to Gigi. What I'm worried about, well, how it hurts South Carolina, is recruiting coaches can say, well, you know, look at Gigi. He went to Carolina. He was a lottery pick, and then he barely got drafted. That's what the uh, other teams can bring up as a recruiting tactic. I know it's going to happen because, yeah, it's it's basketball, it's competitive. But, um, but I see it that you know he came here, local kid, did did okay, got drafted, and we can say we had another player in the NBA. There's that. There's both sides of it. We could also say that if he had played two seasons, like it's totally believable to sell this the other way uh, and to sell his slide from some of the immature things that happened his freshman year. And like Paris can totally sell it to recruits that Gigi didn't buy in to what the University of South Carolina was trying to sell him to to, you know, to become the best version of himself. And um, I don't think it really hurts us because it's not like we had a. 
we didn't have a pedigree to lose. I mean, how many first round draft picks have we had, Bryce? I only can remember Renault's Doe Balkman. I mean, Alex with, I guess Alex English. Yep. What was Alex English's draft status? I um, believe he was number one. Was he the first pick in the draft? Yeah, I believe so. I wasn't. Were we alive? We were alive. No. Well, when, when he was drafted, yeah. I think it was early '80s. Yeah. So I, I'm we were born in '85. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna claim I wasn't alive, but but uh, uh, Bryce is saying he was the first pick in the draft. I don't know if I knew that. Was it to Was it to the Nuggets? It was a Nugget. Yeah, I I know that he was a Nugget, but was he a Nugget his whole career? So I lied. He was second round, twenty third <laughs> overall pick. <laughs> okay, so I don't feel like an idiot. Yeah, I'll, I'm the idiot. Okay, so does that mean that Ronaldo Bogman is our and only? He, pl- he played on a lot of teams, but Denver is where he spent the majority of his career. Yeah, well he he scored more points in the 1980s than any other NBA player. That is correct. Yeah, and. Um, so does that mean that Ronaldo Bachman is the University of South Carolina's only first round draft pick? I'm gonna have to do some digging, but it's not out of this world. I can see that actually might be incorrect. I mean, would 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 like because Mackie didn't get drafted. Was Kevin Joyce drafted? Roe Howell didn't get drafted. Or was John Roach drafted? Or was Tom Owens drafted? I'd have to go look. Like if if English wasn't a first round pick, it's Ronaldo Bachman. And anyway, us not being able to come up with another first rounder other than Ronaldo Bachman, um, emphasizes hammers this point home in that South Carolina had nowhere to go. I got some updates here. So Kevin Joyce went eleventh overall. Brian Winters ooh went twelve overall. Tom Riker went eight overall. Some guy named Skip Harlicka. Don't know who that is. But anyway, we've had some first rounders. But in our recent time, Ronaldo, I always call him Ronaldo, it was Ronaldo. Bachman at 18 was most recent. And so and so that's in the last 50 years. Was Were any of those guys drafted after 73? Yeah. So in the last 40 to 50 years, it's Ronaldo Bachman. And so basically the point here is, is that coaches already could have recruited with this against us. You can't go to South Carolina and get drafted. Hi. Like, yeah. I mean, you can't go to South Carolina and get drafted in the first round. I mean, that, that was already a thing. And the only reason Bachman was drafted in the first round is that Isaiah Thomas is an idiot. Right. And so, um, you know... It's, it's like, this is what it is. It's sad. I feel bad for, I feel bad for Gigi. I wish this could have, this could have gone better. Uh, it, it was, it was pretty fun. Like he made last season fun when it, when it could have been a disaster. I mean, if he wasn't on the team, we're not in that Alabama game. We lose to Georgetown. Like, oh, it's bleak. Some, some of these games are bleak, man. But if you think about it, we were five games difference for being at 500 and maybe in the NIT, you know, or Frank's glory teams. <laughs> but it, this is a problem the way that we cannot retain these best players. Like the, the, 
Frank's team with uh, Cousinard and uh, Frank's last team, okay, the the team that got fired with uh, with Cousinard still on it, um, and um, Keyshawn Bryant, and, and and with Eric Stevenson transferring in. If AJ Lawson is on that team, you mean Eric used car salesman Stevenson? Anyway. Maybe. Okay. Is he selling cars now? He was selling some cars in West Virginia during the season. Okay. NIL man, NIL. Yeah, but uh, but make that money, like like all the all the power to him. Do you want to buy a Mitsubishi from, from Eric Stevenson? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but uh, but so Frank's last like if AJ Lawson doesn't go to the NBA, Frank Martin might still be the coach of the Gamecocks. Well, someone told AJ Lawson he could declare for the draft for the third time. So. I, I still okay for, for all the listeners out there. We haven't talked about this in a while, and no one has told me otherwise. So I'm not going to say that this is true, but apparently there is a rule that the third time you declare for the NBA draft, you even if you don't sign an agent, you have to leave. You have to leave. And so AJ Lawson, after his first year, declared for the NBA draft, went to a couple of combines, got some feedback, similar to what Michi Johnson did this year, right, and then came back. He did this again after his sophomore year, and he did this again after his junior year, and then he left because he had to leave. But when he declared, he wasn't saying like I'm gone. He said, "I don't think any. I don't think he knew, or I, people around him didn't know." I it, and and if that is true, if that is true, then then Frank Martin deserved even more to be let go. You, you know, like because he like like he cost himself that year because he if AJ Lawson was on that team with Cousinard and Stevenson and um, and and the kid from uh, Flora uh, James Reese um, that team is that team's at least in the NIT. I mean, I mean AJ Lawson like he, he scored he he dropped thirty on Alabama the, the season before. He cost me a bet with you. That's right, a hundred big ones, man. <laughs> Never um, bet Sumter. That's not true. Sometimes bet Sumter. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, this is th- the fact that these guys are leaving. And of, of 66% of the guys that have left early since the final four that, that had years of eligibility remaining didn't get drafted. And the guy that did and the third that did get drafted couldn't couldn't get drafted higher than the 40s. Like that's just it's just a problem. We're not talking to these players correctly. So what do we do to fix it? I don't. We we coach better. We coach better. Well, Lamont's got it on the right track roster wise going into season two. Yeah. And and to be fair to, I will say this: this is a little unfair. What I just said is unfair to Lamont Paris a little bit, in that, um, in that. The guys that went undrafted weren't under his watch. And the one that, and this past one was probably the hardest one to coach, the hardest coaching situation that he had. And he potentially did all he could to convince G. He probably did all he could to convince GG to stay. And this is just a bigger problem with college basketball and the NBA in that. These 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 outside people getting these kids' ears and getting these kids' ears when they're very young, like Gigi Jackson, and telling them that they're going to be a millionaire, and that's all they hear, and they believe it until that's not true. 
Gigi Jackson might be a millionaire, but that is no longer guaranteed. We thought that was guaranteed until last week, until last Thursday. What could have been? Yeah. It would have been him, BJ Mack, with uh, with with Michi again. It would have been a fun team. This is this is the last time I'm going to do this. I'm... We are not. Let, let's make a let's 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 leave this one in the past because there's there's nothing that can be done to fix this, okay? And he had, Frank got fired for winning too much, okay? That's right. But um, Frank Martin still lives in his, in our heads rent free all day. Uh, we're not gonna let. That's the only reason why we have a pod. That is right. We we owe the GBO podcast to Frank Martin. But uh, but G.G. Jackson, we're not going to let live in our head rent-free. I, I wish him the best. And I'm glad I he came. I feel for him. Yep. I feel for him. I hope he ends I hope up, he makes the team and makes NBA and, roster. And, and ends up signing a max contract four, four years from now with the Memphis Grizzlies or somebody else. Because guess what? That'd be a great call when he's being, you know, you help you recruiting for future players. That's if right. If he does well, that's great for us. Yeah. And great to have local kid does well. Yeah, and so like I enjoyed Gigi Jackson this season. Um, I'm sorry to see him go. I'm hope I'm wishing him all the best. Well, speaking of him, we might be seeing him out west in a few weeks. That's right, man. The GBO is going on the road to summer league in Vegas. We're going out there for a a bachelor party, but while we're there, let's get a little summer league down. I mean, we did. We did weigh in on the dates. We actually looked at the dates of potential games and picked a, a weekend where and the, we could see those potential games. And the weekend was booked a different weekend originally. And, and then some things circled circled around. And you didn't want to change. And then I told you, Bryce, it's NBA Summer League, the weekend that they want to change to. And that brought you on board. And it moved it off the weekend of my wife's birthday. So it was a win-win. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, yeah. But we'll be out there. Maybe even a pod could get recorded out there. Maybe you could see us with pictures with Gigi. We'll see. I've never been to Summer League. I don't even know. I've only seen it on NBA TV. Yeah. I, I've, I've never been to Summer League. You think there's some casinos? Yes. In the concourse? Is there some games that I can you know win some bucks while I'm in T-Mobile? What if we went gambling with Gigi? Ooh. Wait a second. We can't. He's not old enough. <laughs> <laughs> Gigi we, we can't gotta, gamble we've got to wait like three years for that to happen <laughs> but anyway be on the lookout for maybe some content from the gbo in vegas yeah uh so uh a couple other things happened bryce some sec opponents got announced yeah now i don't know if i like them announcing the opponents without the official schedule with tv why don't you just say that again? But I guess they knew their opponents. We know our home and homes that we have every year with the same similar teams. Right. But they listed them out there. I'm glad to see Kentucky back home. Love a Kentucky home game. Because you know what, what happens about 33% of the time? We beat them. We beat them at home. Yeah. And hey, we even beat them on the road sometimes too. Not often. Very rare. But it happened last year. Could we hit. start a streak? Not this season. Because what I love about that Kentucky home game is only playing them one time and not having to go to Rutgers. We only have to play Kentucky and Florida once. That's right. So so the, the big thing that I noticed on the... So we lose Vandy twice, which is unfortunate. Uh, uh, because th- that was that was Frank's bread and butter. It used and to be the guaranteed wins. Th- that was Frank's bread and butter when he would go over 500. 
um, in SEC play. However, I do believe that we have Georgia twice still, which is a which is a plus. We have to play Tennessee twice, which is a negative. We play Ole Miss twice, it's which both used to be a positive, but then Ole Miss got Chris Beard. Yeah, they're yeah. They yeah. got a couple four-star transfers, too. Well, They're looking on the up and up. It's kind of like what we've been talking about last season, that the SEC is just good. But uh, I would much rather play I would much rather play the Mississippi t- both Mississippi teams twice than both Alabama teams twice. True. You, you know, but then we have Alabama and Arkansas on the road and Auburn. Yeah. Ooh. And they would, they would beat us in colonial life anyway, though, so that's okay. But we have LSU at home. Yeah. That, Winnable. Beatable. Winnable. A&M's looking good. They're on the road. Missouri, we've got to play twice. That's going to be the interesting game because what's their coach's name? So we got name? five teams. What's their coach's name from Cleveland State that they took? Oh, it was one of the ones that we liked. I know. I'm forgetting his name. But, you know, he got the kid out of uh, Christ Church, the seven-footer that we wanted earlier in the year. He's going to Missouri. Butler? Butler. Yeah. So anyway, Missouri's on the up and up. I mean, SEC's tough. <laughs> yeah, but guess who's going to be better next season than they were this season? What's that? The Gamecocks, man. Well, we are. We have depth. Yeah, which we didn't have. Mm, depth. Yeah. BBV's still on the roster, though. Yeah, but we don't need him to play. Ideally. Yeah, like, like. I mean, we were, and, and we don't have to have Hayden Brown playing center. Hopefully, we're not going to have a six-four center out there this year. I can confirm that. Yeah, it, that that makes some Vanderbilt. Dennis backup. Gates was the Missouri coach. That's right, but that makes some Vanderbilt backup look like he's you know look like he's Patrick Ewing. But um, but one thing, hopefully, I will stop complaining about having to play Hayden Brown at the center. That, that's that's one of the things I'm looking forward to this season is that the big man issue from last season is fixed. But he had the great hair. He did have good hair. All hair team. All headband team, too. Yeah. But anyway, we don't know what the... And we have our roster. We have a full roster. But we need to see how they look in practice. I hope they have some open practices. I'd love to get into that. But at the end of this year, I, I want us to have competitive games, and I want us to have a winning record. Is that too much to ask? I think that both of those things can happen. Why not us? Uh, I think I'll, I'll go ahead out, out here. Obviously, we need to see what the next couple of months look like. Right. But I'll go ahead and go out on a limb here and just say that at this point, I'm going to put my expectation of this team to make the NIT. And, and if they don't, I'm going to look at that as a disappointment. I'm going for a winning record and competitive. But think, if, that, if that leads to NIT, I would love that. That winning record and competitive, that, that that's the definition of the NIT, man. But anyway, the I mean, the schedule's, the schedule's going to be tough regardless, but I think it's getting tougher each year. But, I hey, mean, you still see a path. There's 18 games. And we win, play, win nine of them. And we played, and two of them are Georgia, who we dominate. And had a long streak till recently. Yeah. Thanks to the, I want to say thanks to the refs in Athens. Sure. That's a shame. All right. Well, so um, I think that's all the news we've got for the men. Women, I did. We did. We did want to talk a little women. There is this a little, pod. There is. So since our last pod, LSU 
got the DePaul transfer Morrow to go along with Haley Van Lith Lith from Louisville. Yeah. LSU all of a sudden for the ladies is dominant national champions and they have some dominant guards coming back with a center that you might know. Yes, yeah, so they, they, they got Angel Reese on the team still. Now, it, it is important to note that they lose who I think was their best player. Their point guard, Morris, right? That Morris girl. And already got drafted in the WNBA and cut. Yeah. Already. But, but she was she was good. She was dominant. She was good. So, But um, the guards they brought in are pretty good, too. So, okay. Um, I... I am not as upset about this. There's some women's basketball fans and people who are who are upset that Dawn got beat out for Murrah. Okay, um, and didn't even visit us. Canceled the visit. Canceled the visit. Um, I'm not as upset about that as others are. Um, first of all, I don't think either of, I don't think either Van Lith or Murrow are better than Morris who left. Uh, number one. Number two, our team is loaded. Our team is loaded, and this can't be said enough. We just have loaded players that haven't proved it in games. Sure. We also have players who have proved it. Oh, Dawn's going to have them ready, and hopefully I'm seeing them, you know, when they kick off the season in Paris against Notre Dame. Who, who would you rather have starting, starting at center? If you were building a women's college basketball team for next season, who would you rather have starting at center, Angel Reese or Camilla Cardosa? Cardosa all day. There you go. And she's going to get a mean streak. Oh, man, get ready. There you go. Now, 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 these guards, I, Van Lith is good and Murrow's good. I mean, Murrow averaged a bunch of points at DuPaul, but that... It's a different league. It's a different league. It's, it's and a, she's going to be in against SEC like, competition. It's different. People are talking about Murrow like she's Caitlin Clark, and she's not. Not many people are Caitlin Clark. That's right, but people are talking about this Murrow player like she's Caitlin Clark. And, you know, it... Are you saying we're going to see LSU in South Carolina in the Final Four in Cleveland, Ohio? Maybe. I just don't want to go to Cleveland. Why not? Cold. I already did Minneapolis. It's freezing up there, man. But the what is it? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's yeah, up there. Yeah, Cleveland's a nice town. But anyway, I, I expect us to be in the Final Four. You ever had? That's my um, expectation. Um, Great Lakes Brewing Company is in Cleveland. Fantastic. I know people that used to live in Cleveland. Now they live here, and they prefer Columbia. <laughs> well, well. You think Columbia is the greatest city in America? I love Columbia so and, much, and so therefore, th- therefore, why? I mean, I mean, they don't have rushes in Cleveland, or guys with tattoos with rushes. If you saw that on oh Game my Clock god, Twitter. oh my god, we we, we, we love rushes, but we're not tattoo level loving of rushes. We're, we'll talk about this in a minute. I, I want to keep talking about about um, about the women's team here. Yep. Um, here's what I love about about Murrah going to LSU. All right, I love that there's a team to beat in the SEC. I love that it's not us just trying we, to We are on. not the premier team going into next season. We are the second. That's right. That's right. And uh and 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 guys like our pal Mitch out there in Raleigh aren't going to be talking aren't going to be writing trash about how about how bad the SEC is. And it might be good to be in a lower expectation year. Don shines. Don's teams shine. She's going to have a little motivational situation this year they shine when expectations are on are on yep. are on them 
but they sh- they but they also shine when 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 expectations are. So low. when we play four or five top ten teams to start the year and we beat them, uh, all of a sudden we're not eighth ranked anymore from excited, the preseason. Guys. I'm getting excited. But anyway, we are getting excited. How many months are we away from the season of November? July, August, September, October. Five months. Five months. It really just four. Practice. Three and a half months. Because yeah, it's going to be the start of November. So it's less than five months. It's less than five months. And um, and so I, the other thing I like about, I don't want to say anything bad about Fletcher. She was a fine player. I wasn't wild about the Fletcher transfer. Well, because and, and, and when it, it, started, it was the safe bet when Raven was coming off that injury. That was the purpose of it, to have someone that at least had time. Sure. Sure, that's time. that's fair. That, that that is fair. But then Raven came on middle of the year, right. and there's no doubt in her at point. But but we could have played other players in that position and gotten them in. Like if like if Raven was if if Raven took some time, we could have we could have let Zaya run the point and play Bree Hall. You, you you know there was there were other things we could have let L A play. Right. You know, run the point potentially. Right. Uh, this team, the second unit of this team was great. All last season, and part of that is is because L.A. was on the second unit the whole season, and um, I just don't get like or I didn't like Fletcher coming in and taking minutes from these players that we've become invested with. Right, right. I I would love to win the national championship, and if Murrow came here and we won a national championship, that would obviously be amazing, but. What I would, what I want to do, is I want to go beat all these transfers with our LSU players with our player, with with our players that we've been watching grow into players. With I, I want Bree Hall to just smoke Haley Van Lith, and what then I maybe want. a little freshman full Wiley from Keenan oh. dominating as a freshman. What do you oh think at God. five foot seven? What do you think about that? Oh, just just I, I would love it if 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 and, and see full Wiley wouldn't play if Murrow's coming in, right? Or wouldn't play as much. She, she wouldn't. Well, that's true because one thing about Staley, everybody plays, and everybody plays ten plus. It's minutes. a church basketball situation, and all the parents are in the stands. That's right, <laughs> and uh, and and everybody every the, like like there were times where she had, I think fourteen players play ten plus minutes. That is hard to do. That is almost mathematically impossible. She did it. <laughs> yes, but well, um, you got to make all those five stars happy too. That, that's right, and so. I just want to. I want to go beat this LSU team with our five stars. I I love that that Dawn Staley doesn't need the transfer portal. And it will be at LSU. Oh, it's going to be great. I think we should do a little game watch or something. Ooh, game watch. I'm all about that. Yeah, obviously we got to see the schedule. It needs to be a Sunday. It needs to be a Sunday morning or or a Sunday like noon. Ooh, a Sunday, Sunday lunch would be great. Su- little Sunday brunch somewhere. Ooh. Thirsty fellow, do they even open? Market on Main brunch, get it on that big screen. I like that. outside. That'd be fun. Might be a little cold. It won't be Cleveland. <laughs> it won't be Cleveland. <laughs> and then I uh, did want to end the show with a little shout out to Leah Boston, just dominating the WNBA. I'm so watching I'm, her AJ and AJ Asia Wilson going back and forth playing against each other just fun to watch i don't watch a lot of wnba but i did watch their game the other night very entertaining and boston making the all-star game as well one thing about 
one thing about um, Boston going to the WNBA when she could have come back. Dawn said after Iowa beat us that she would tell her to go because she would double and triple teams. because she just wouldn't have to deal with everything that she had to deal with right for for another year and that's been true and she shined not that she not that she didn't shine when she was triple teamed but but she has shined and it's and it's 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 just great to see and it just shows Don what knows what she's talking about she knows what she's talking about and and after the Iowa game Dawn got a little that there was some little pushback towards her about how she doesn't recruit these shooters, you know, like like she, she doesn't recruit like Paige Beckers and Caitlin Clark's, right. you know, and these and 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 these women that just that have Steph Curry range, right? Um, but do you know what she does do? She turns out centers and forwards. Oh yeah, right. She but, turns like, out all every position, but those centers shine. I mean, look at Car- Camilla Cardosa's development. In two years, she is. That's right. Night and day. That's right. You know, and so it's. But I mean, she has that recruiting pitch that shows that no one doubts Dawn. No. Well, some people do. Some people tried to, but at the end of the day, she haters knows are going to hate. Though there's always going to be people out haters there. Haters going to hate, yeah. and ain'ers going to ain't. What movie? What's the ain'ers? The interview. Remember that with uh, Seth Rogen and. Uh, James Franco. Yeah, that's right. Haters gonna hate and ainers gonna ain't. Okay. Anyway, it's a great line. But anyway, shout out to... I clearly have not seen that Aaliyah movie. Aaliyah Boston and shout out to Don. But anyway, that's the pod. That is the summer pod. Yeah. We appreciate you guys joining along. So we will hopefully, hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers. Hopefully we'll have some August pods. We need to have some August pods. We had some August pods last year. You know why we had some August pods? Because we had action. We had recruiting news. And hopefully there's... Our recruiting for men's and women's pretty tied up. I don't want to, I don't want to like, I don't want to jinx us or get too excited. But, uh, but I would love nothing more than sometime, than than being, I'm going to be at the beach the first week of August. I would love nothing more than pulling up my laptop and us having to do a reaction pod because Cam Scott committed. Like that would be Come on, Cam. Oh, that would be that would be that would be the best vacation work ever. Oh, what could be. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us this week. Any last thoughts, Sumter? Let's make sure we make it to Vegas and get back from Vegas, okay? Yeah. Survive Vegas. Hopefully, hopefully the our goal is to take a picture with Gigi out of Vegas. Because two, we love it. Two middle-aged guys just yeah. trying to get in some summer league action. Yeah. Why not us? Sure. You, you say that too much. I do. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you again soon. Go Cox. GBO out.